This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. In collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. Hello, guys. Hello, hello. Hanukkah is coming up. Yes. And we have the perfect Hanukkah gift for you to give to your loved ones. Absolutely, guys. Um, BDS Tears. Okay, this is a great, great gift. I mean, who doesn't want one of these on their desk at work, at home? I mean, it's great for putting cups in. It's great for putting coffee in. And it's great for putting BDS tears in. Yes, and now there's a very exciting uh, offer. Uh, If you buy a BDS mug, Aitan has no idea what I'm talking about. If you buy a BDS mug, uh Aitan and me personally will go to the BDS. We will extract their tears into a bag and ship it to you with an exclusive actual BDS tears. A BDS tier. Tier. Yeah. Okay, we can only get one. They're very hard to get. Yes. Um, I feel like we have to have a disclaimer that that was sarcasm. (laughs) Uh, No. What if they believe us? Um, No, but guys, come on. Get the BDS tears mug. It's a must have. It's a must have. Just imagine the Hanukkah, you know, ceremony in the evening. Yeah. you're, You're lighting the candles. You're eating your souvganya. And you're sipping some hot tea or chocolate, your BDS chocolate milk. Tears mug. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the great thing is that you can take a picture with it and then upload it as a story and tag us, and we'll give you a yes. shout out. Um, also, nice Jewish boy mug. If you want to get a present for your brother, for your son, for your father, whoever, or all the males in your or life, or for your non-gender or your non-binary gender uh, uh, ascribed uh, other purple people, uh, then you can get one of these. Yes. And, and buy them now to get it in time for Hanukkah. Yes. It's extremely yes, important. Yes, yes, yes. Now is the time. Hanukkah is November it's 28th, guys. It's, it's upon right us. around the corner. So get your now mugs. I'll be in Italy. I won't be able to ship that. Where do they get their mugs? To njb.com slash merch. That was planned. Slash or slosh? You said slash. 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 Yes. 2NJB.com slash merch, guys, and you can get your mugs. Um, Today. Yes, yes. So, you're not in Glasgow. I am not in Glasgow. You declined the invitation. Yeah, I was waiting for it in the mail, actually. (laughs) I was waiting. Yes. It Uh, came with a pigeon because you don't want to you don't want to send mail yeah it's via the FedEx or airplanes right right right, right, right very right, dangerous right. very dangerous they yeah. actually sent them they put the invitation in a bottle yeah and they threw it in the ocean hoping that it'll get but it's the greenest way and then it right? and then it actually got stuck in a turtle's no. nostril and they choked <laughs> on it and died i heard it got to a to a, you know and they a all mourned crushed it. plane in nylon and they were hoping yeah. for food or something. And they got <laughs> they the just Glasgow. got a Glasgow <laughs> Summit invitation. <laughs> yeah. And They're then, like, finally, someone found us. And then they all died. Yeah, and then they all died. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's the Climate Change Summit happening in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, guys, the 2021 United Nations Climate yeah. Change Summit. If you climax from, from climate, you go to the Climate yeah, Summit in exactly. Glasgow. Now, 
I don't know how you guys feel about this, but to me, it seems like a huge circle jerk of self-aggrandizing bullshit. <clears throat> what do you think? I think it's very uh, non-gentleman of you to use those words. I am so sorry. I meant to say it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it is. It's so ridiculous. You know how much money and time and effort and fossil fuels probably went on getting everybody to know, this Greta conference? Came, Greta came by train. Oh, which do not use fossil fuels. Maybe it's a nuclear train. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. It probably uh, uses more <laughs> like fuel than by going by a plane. It doesn't make any sense. So aside from the point, okay, so first of all, yes. It's, it's further just, away from the ozone than a plane. Ah, that's true. You know? That's true. So no, but aside from the point that it's, it, it's a huge oxymoron in the sense that we're getting together and we're wasting a bunch of time and a lot of money and a lot of fossil fuel to discuss something that this is the second point that is futile yeah. climate change is baked into the cake at this point it exists uh the world's climate is changing we don't know how bad or how good of a thing that is. And we don't honestly we certainly don't know what will happen in 100 years. And we don't know what it's going to happen in 100 years or 200 years. And anybody telling you that they know is lying to your face. The, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen. The climate is changing. There's evidence to show that. There might even be evidence to say that humans are the main contributing factor to that. But that doesn't change anything. Yeah, like the, they, they don't, you can't, it's a political statement to say that if, if a human, if the human, if like technology causes this, that um, it's necessarily like we're better off with less technology and less yeah. production. The, it's a political statement. The question is, what are you, what's your, what's your proposal? And the, the proposals are just... Ridiculous. I mean, the Green New Plan proposed by Ocasio-Cortez and other such proposals are just absolutely ridiculous. Right. They're far-fetched. They're just, they don't make any sense. Like, to move to zero fossil fuel emissions, fossil fuels is what keeps this world the way we know it and keeps us, the most of, most of us alive, right? The, the the energy that power hospitals, that power the goods and services that we consume, much of which are food. absolutely necessary for life, like food and water. Everything that powers that is based on fossil fuels, most of which. Right. And renewable energy is just not... Uh, it's, not uh, it's not reliable enough at this point to, to, to base the world that we live Except in. Except for nuclear nuclear which people are are not yeah i'm right. all i'm all for nuclear but people are not very uh excited yeah about they're reluctant but yeah. uh, moreover the countries that are most responsible for pollution which is china brazil yeah. they didn't show up yeah china pollutes more than i think the next three countries on the list combined yeah uh so i think india they the united states and the united kingdom are the next three i think or russia india India, yeah, India, yeah. the United States, and, and Brazil, and, and Brazil, and China pollutes more than those three combined. Right, it's just astronomical. And they never showed up, they and they never show up. Don't give a damn, and which makes this uh, 
a farce. And also the, the agreements that they come to in these climate are all just absolute, they're ridiculous. They're just like, we agreed to do this. Okay. There's no, there's no like punishment. Money on the, there's no yeah. money on the table. There's no nothing. Yeah, the yeah, agreements, yeah. I think uh, there, there were talks about it last uh, year that Pakistan agreed to continue uh, increasing their fossil fuel emissions until they start decreasing them. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and here in Israel, uh, l- like Haaretz is filled with, with you know, uh, articles about how we're doomed, like it's our fault. Now Israel is just meaningless, but yet the PR round that, uh, the, like the Prime Minister Bennett and the mini- and Zandberg, the Minister of, of uh, uh, Environmental Environmental something something and uh, you know they're just another waste of money in the government yeah they're just like oh my god this is so important israel is going to do this and that and and like who gives a damn we're meaningless but the truth is what like it's very low on most people's uh priority and this is something i don't understand like unless you're a zillennial yeah maybe maybe but I, I don't think it's actually high on their priority list. Maybe it is high on their on their priority list when they vote, and then it's. My point yeah, is, it's still not buy high. An iPhone. It's not high on their priority list. It's not high on most people's priority list. So I don't understand why it's so big in the political agenda. Because it's easier to do a convention and uh, participate in that quote unquote uh, jerk circle or circle circle jerk. jerk. Um, then uh, I don't know, like defeat Iran, who's uh, so every day an easy win for politicians. But yeah. but if people really didn't care about it, then how? Why would it make a difference? Meaning, from what I know, most people don't actually give a shit about climate change. They're not actually. Uh, they're not gonna like if there's. You know, if you, they need to policy, prioritize tax like policy, five, national security, yeah. right? It's not going to even make the top five, top ten, yeah, right? Yeah, most of the things they care about are not climate change, right? So why why is it? Because you, you don't need, as you said, you don't need to put anything on the table, right? And and because it's a long term discussion, uh, it. Like who's gonna remember in fifty years what what they said, right? Yeah, it's meaningless. Awesome. You can say anything. Iran you want. with Iran. If you fail now, like in a in a few months, we can all die, right? We can yeah. all explode to death in a, in a, in a terror attack or missile attack. So it's it's a it's a short term problem. But the longer ter- the, the the beautiful thing here is it's a long term problem. So yeah. it's so easy to work with long term problems. My my main my main issue is also it nobody knows that it's a problem. Like deaths from natural disasters have gone ridiculously dramatically dropped over the last hundred years. Except since COVID. the beginning of industrial, no, even including COVID. Since the beginning of industrial, uh, the, in- the, the industrial revolution, deaths from natural disasters like hurricanes and COVID's not, I don't think, uh, considered a natural disaster. It's considered a pandemic, which is, but, you know, hurricanes, floods have Heat gone waves. down like 99, above 99%. Mm-hmm. There were, there were just, yeah, but m- our article says that in 50 years, it doesn't go fully fluted. 
So flooded, yeah. flooded, yeah. yeah. Um, and on uh, just a side story. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> so this is this is just an example of how this whole conference is just hypocritical, completely. Um, yeah. So we have a, a handicapped um, minister of energy. Her name is Karina Harar from Yair Lapid's party. And Tal Schneider, a reporter, um, you want to read uh, her tweets for 30 minutes ago? Yeah. Tal Schneider tweeted, Israel Minister of Energy, uh, Karin El-Harar, was not able to, to access, she missed the word, the premises of uh, COP26 as organizers were unable to provide her with a vehicle for the disabled. She is in a wheelchair. For more than two hours, organizers instructed to change locations at her car and then in order to get in, sent her a vehicle that is unsuited for a wheelchair and she was left outside of the conference, missing her meetings and the entire first day of speeches. PM Naftali Bennett spoke with Karin El-Harar just now and told her that the fact she was left outside is unacceptable and that tomorrow she will travel with his entourage. Yeah, that's the summit in Glasgow. If you yeah. can so they're they're solving <laughs> the fact that the climate of the planet is changing. <laughs> they're solving that. Yeah, but they Presumably. can't deal or cope with one handicapped person arriving to the summit. Yeah, one it shows that their ability to solve for problems is completely non-existent. And two, it shows that their priority for what are problems that should be solved is completely non-existent. <laughs> Meaning care for the, the handicapped woman that's at your conference or try and solve the rain. Just completely a bunch of idiots. On another note... Um, <laughs> So yes. uh, one of our past guests who, who we love, Gil Chovav, um, he posted today on Facebook about this uh, uh, affair um, of, of a woman, an Israeli woman, who uh, was iner- he, she got an inheritance from her father, mm. this uh, knife, this ancient knife. It's mm. called a shaberia. It's an Arab knife. Uh, that her father got it from the secretary secretary of the government of the governor of Ramallah a few decades ago, and um, this this uh, shabaria this knife uh, was used to murder Jews in the Tarpat uh, riots. riots, which is what the nineteen thirty nine riots. I think it's the twenty twenty nine riots. Yeah, yeah. in Gilchovav. Uh, wrote on Facebook how he was like he read this and it's 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 crazy because the the knife is stained with Jewish blood still and and that and it's from the Hebron uh, riots and he says that's probably the knife that was used to butcher my grand grandparents and he then he sees it so I, I commented to him you should actually buy it and put it and hang it on a wall because you know it's it's to remember what mm-hmm. happened because neither Israelis nor Jews abroad care or remember those events that took place. There were yeah. two huge riots in 29 and 36 um, by the Arabs, like pogroms, essentially, by yeah. the Arabs. I think something like 100 Jews died in the 1929, yeah. even more than 100 Jews died in the 1929 
riots. Similar number of Arabs died, but everybody always cites this, but doesn't re- don't realize that those British, Arabs died by the British police who were yeah. trying to stop the riots. Yeah, Meaning yeah, yeah. the Jews killed nobody. Yeah, and that's years before the occupation, the state of Israel, yeah. the, the Green Line. That's like hundred years ago. Um, but it's a it's a crazy story, though. Yeah, it is. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. That is crazy. And it's chilling just to look at the knife and to see the bloodstains on it. Um, and to think that that was, that was a weapon that was used to murder innocent Jews. Yeah. And uh, now they talk about, they were talking about the Kfar Qasem. Uh, uh, and we have, to, we have to mention our previous episode where we talked about a Palestinians having a culture of violence and uh-huh. uh, how ridiculous that is. We had a guest on. Guys, check out our episode with uh, Noam, Noam Schuster, Schuster uh, Eliassi. Yeah. It's actually a really good episode. There's some bits that are going a little bit viral um, about my comment about the Palestinians having a culture of violence, I think this is a great yeah. kind of... Uh, yeah, a, and there um, was a, a big... Uh, this is a great evidence to yeah. that claim. Anyway. Uh, there was a huge uh, discussion in Israel this week about the Kfar Qasem. Uh, uh, they call it the Kfar Qasem massacre. Uh, it's debatable whether it, it is a massacre. It was a, a very bad incident. For those who don't know, in 56, so this is the Kadesh War, um there was a curfew in the in the mm-hmm. arab uh, cities in in uh, judea and samaria by, by the military um and apparently there was this miscommunication between idf commanders they were told the curfew is at 8 and one of the lower uh, rank commanders in one of the cities in farkasen which was a small village he he figured it's earlier the curfew, so it mm-hmm. was 5 p.m. And then he gave an order uh, that so if but they ne- that the, the message didn't get to the local Palestinian community. They didn't know. So when they were coming back from the field after this new curfew time, which was earlier, they were shot to death in this village because the commander, the local commander, gave an order that he was yeah. asked what yeah, yeah, to yeah. do uh, if uh, if someone breaks the curfew, and he said shoot them. Mm-hmm. So one of the several soldiers, most of the soldiers in the cities didn't do it, just didn't yeah. follow yeah, the yeah, order. Yeah. But in one city, Kfar Qasem, the they soldiers did. followed the order yeah. and shot uh, a few dozens. By the way, I think it's to important death. to mention, uh, I don't understand the connection yet, but I, I want to hear it. But I think it's important to mention that this is studied as a case study in the army mm-hmm. in the uni- in the Israeli military mm-hmm. as an example of what's called a pkudabilti hukit balil yeah meaning a uh, uh, absolutely illegal uh, Command, order order yeah meaning we study it as IDF soldiers as an example of something that you should never follow if you are commanded to do this you should never follow but it. the concept in Israeli law of pkudabilti hukit balil the extremely legal uh, command or order uh, was conceived as a conclusion from those events. Mm. And there was, of course, a trial, and they were convicted the responsibles and paid yeah. their, their dues. Um, and Ben-Gurion apologized, and, you know, every and the presidents in the past apologized for that. Katsav apologized. It doesn't, it doesn't but, yeah, bring back those that the, died, of course. Of course. But, it's, yeah. but the, the official uh, state apologized. Now, the, the thing is, it's, it's a horrific story, but that's more or less the only like good story they have to work with so every year 
they like just they they squeeze they milk this. it they milk yeah, it they milk it so uh this week herzog went took first custom the president and he apologized again for uh and there and they want to do a law that recognizes it but they they didn't do it but herzog uh acknowledged it and i tweeted uh, when will the palestinians apologize for the Tarpat, the 1929 riots. riots, the 1936 riots, the first Intifada, the second Intifada, and the list goes on and on and on and on. They demand our apology, but will they ever apologize, I wonder? Nope. <laughs> no one will. I wonder. Um, and, yeah, it's a sad reality. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah. So, um, what else? There was a funny incident this week yeah. that happened to us. Oh, yeah. No, it, last week, yeah. Last week, last yeah, yeah, week, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if you were following us on Instagram, then you saw it. If you're not, you're losing. <laughs> yes, Just yes. Follow, follow two, two nice Jewish, Jewish boys, boys on Instagram. Yes. Um, and Etel, basically, what happened? Hatel ha- has his weekly nipple uh, selfie there. Really? <laughs> not yet, but I guess I have to start now. <laughs> uh, what happened? Give it to us. Okay, so Aitan is addicted to burgers, and specifically the Ben's Burger yeah. here in Tel Aviv. Oh, they're so um, they're so he good. eats it constantly, and it fucks up his calorie count. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, dig- I'm digressing. Uh, so we went there to feast, um, and we were sitting there enjoying our burgers, and suddenly uh, the police showed up. Uh, in the premises, and I think it was a was it a the police or was it I like think a it's municipal a cop, uh, a cop and a municipal like cop. Uh, okay, so uh, they go in pairs. Uh, you actually got to see them. Yeah, so we're sitting there uh, hanging out because now in Israel you have the green pass, but when we got in they didn't check it, and Eitan doesn't have a green pass because in a, he's an anti-vax, joking because he got two shots. And I he, got two vaccines, yeah. two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. I'm holding out on the third because I'm uncomfortable with getting it. Um, yeah, and they decided, we've, ta- we've discussed this on the podcast. It's been less than a year. Yeah. Like he, you got it when? In th- the, the first and second. Like I got the second dose in March like, or April. Right. So like eight months ago. Yeah. And But they decided uh, without like real reason, they decided that after six months... This it expires, yeah. so you're on not, the day, on, on the day. day, and you're not no non longer no not longer uh, eligible for the green pass, which means you can't eat inside restaurants, you can't go to the cinema, you can't go to see Dune with me, and you can't like you're you're an outcast basically, yeah. you're a class B citizen, um, and so we're sitting there eating, and the cops show up, and then. <laughs> So the uh, the waitress there, <laughs> the the nice young lady behind the counter, came running into the room and said, "Does everybody have a green pass? Does everybody have a green pass?" And I said, "No, I don't." She said, "Go, go, 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 go!" And so I ran into the bathroom, <laughs> locked the door, and hid myself in the bathroom. Yeah. And then she, at some point, feared that that wouldn't be enough, so she came. She knocked on the bathroom door. She said, "Aitan." I have no idea. I've never like introduced myself to this woman. I guess you told her yeah. my name. Yeah. She said, Eitan? I said, yeah. She said, come, come, and come. And you we'll said, what's the you secret the... knock? Yeah. <laughs> and so she took me to the to the, to the attic, attic, basically. Yeah. The storage Behind room. the secret cupboard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> where all the grenades and rifles are hidden. No, so she took me up to the storage room, and I had to hide out there for like five minutes. Now, obviously, it's not a huge tragedy, but it just kind of, it's an absurdity. 
yeah. such an absurdity that we are living in times like these. Uh, and then we we got to talk to her, and yeah, she said pretty harsh things. Yeah, she was she was very much against the mandates. I'm not sure if she's vaxxed or not at all. I'm assuming she's vaxxed. Yeah. She probably would have to be in order to work, and she wasn't going to hide anywhere. Yeah. So she's vaxxed, but she's very much against the mandates. She's very much against the restrictions. She doesn't understand it. And this is like a classic Tel Aviv hippie, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. Like, uh, even they feel that way. So it's pretty amazing how undemocratically the government is taking these steps right there's no there's no sign that the the public supports these these right. measures um it's never really been put to a vote and even if it was put to a vote it seems to me like it would be unconstitutional yeah it's crazy to limit people's freedoms like this but the what will you do good. the burger was good yeah it was good what will you do though eventually i'll get it <laughs> yeah i mean there's nothing to do right i mean yeah, yeah if yeah. you want to live your life Now, now, basically, it just adds another consideration to your cost and benefit, uh, your risk assessment, right? Yeah. And so, in addition to what, do I need this or do I not, which should be the only assessment I'm doing, right? Do I feel like this is necessary or do I feel like it's not necessary? Well, to inject something into my own body, that should be the only consideration. Um, instead of that, I have to weigh now also the fact that can't travel freely i can't work freely i can't yeah. visit you know establishments freely yeah 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 so i'll probably get it you are a weak man yeah Very what can you do weak, what can you do <laughs> <laughs> you've gotten the third dose yeah, when it was first available i got yeah. it yeah never said i was a strong man no but, but you're, I, you're I, not I'm against not, it you're not you're not like you would have gotten it anyway probably Yeah. yeah, meaning you thought it was necessary, which is fine. I, yeah. I'm not. I want us to be clear. I'm not anti the vaccines. I'm not advising anybody. I have no medical uh, background. In case you thought, <laughs> in case you thought otherwise, I am not Dr. Weinstein. Uh, that's my dad, but he also has no medical education. Yeah. Um, uh, I just think it's a personal decision. He's a doctor for Chinese uh, neuropathy. Yeah, exactly. Specifically Chinese neuropathy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a field. Um, yeah, so that was our little green pass incident this week. Yeah. Do we want to read out the uh, the um, sure. email we got from one of our fans? I'm not, I'm not sure he's a fan after that email, but... Uh, well, he says he's a fan at okay. the beginning. Okay. Um, but we'll uh, first, of all, first of all, we appreciate all... Uh, mail that yeah. you guys send us. Any feedback, Except those any who say comments. that Aiton is funnier than me. Yeah, no, those, those really we don't, yeah, those, we don't need those because we already know it. Um, <laughs> so this David sent us uh, a message, yeah. um, an email, uh, following our uh, podcast episode with our interview with Noam Schuster Eliassi. Mm -hmm. You guys check it out again; it's the last episode that we just released. Um, you can also find it on the Times of Israel, by the way. Now, yeah. Um, Guys, he writes, I love your podcast and really enjoyed your civilized disagreement about whether a third vaccine shot was necessary, but your comments about the Gaza unrest were deeply shocking and revealing. Yes, I don't live there, but I grew up in Northern Ireland, so we know something about armed conflict. Yours is a chicken and egg situation. You said the Palestinians are always angry about something. Well, could it be because your country keeps stealing their land? 
Could it be because your army fires on unarmed civilians? Could it be because you keep them caged like animals? Yes, many of them are terrorists hiding despicably amongst women and babies, hoping to provoke your soldiers into firing so they can point to you as monsters. Yes, the terrorists fire rockets over the border, hoping to provoke one of your country's ridiculous, over-the-top mass bombings going on for days or weeks, destroying their roads, hospitals, and schools. It's a desperately complicated situation, guys, but Israel is not such a poor, innocent victim. Best wishes, David. Israel is not such a poor, innocent victim. Israel is a strong, uh, defend, de- defensible local superpower. Uh, local superpower that is kicking some ass. That's true. We're not a poor victim anymore. Many uh, people, I think, around the world, in Europe and in the Middle East, wish that we were poor victims. Uh, and that's exactly the reason that we need to not be, David. Yeah, and, uh, and I think, like uh, like you said about the Palestinians, that they're this and they're that. We're stealing their land. Uh, that's, of course, a false statement. Let's talk about stealing their land. Okay. We didn't steal any land. Um, we uh, conquered all the land that is Israel today in defensive wars. Uh, in 1947, there was the partition plan. The Jews, uh, you know... Uh, uh, celebrated the idea that the UN partitioned the plan about 50-50 for Arabs and Jews. The Arabs more like 30-70 to them, but yeah. The Arabs were up in arms. They attacked, uh, and then several uh, Arab nations attacked the Jews, um, and eventually the combined Jewish militias formed the IDF and warded off that attack and conquered the land, mm-hmm. most of the land. Um, Excluding the West Bank and uh, and other parts, uh, the Golan and, and the Bika, the 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 border the, with Jordan, yeah, basically the strip along yeah, the Jordan border with Jordan. Jordan had sovereignty, up, including the Judea and Samaria and the the River Jordan. Yeah, and then in 1967, um, uh, uh, many, yet again, yet again, there was. Um, Plans to attack Israel. There were clear intelligence that uh, that uh, the uh, Arab countries were going to attack Israel. Mm-hmm. There were a massing of troops along the border, the southern border. And they were saying Jordan every day we're going to destroy you and yeah. kill you all. So there was uh, there was a clear indication that the Arabs were preparing for war. Israel took a preemptive a- ac- action and took out the Egyptian um, Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. Still. The uh, all the na- all those Arab nations, Jordan, Egypt, Iraq, right, Syria, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Lebanon, mm-hmm. Uh, attacked Israel simultaneously. Simultaneously, Israel uh, beat off that attack and conquered this time the West Bank and the Golan Heights from Jordan, from Jordan, and from Syria. Yes, not from the Palestinians. Yeah. There was no Palestinians. There was Jordan. Yeah. And we conquered. And they were Jordanian citizens. Some of them still are to the day. Yeah, and according to the UN, which I'm sure, uh, actually, I'm not sure. I won't assume, but I bet you adore the UN. Uh, says any land conquered in defensive wars is not occupied territory. Uh, so that was not occupied. Uh, what else? We Got gave back the Gaza. Sinai. We gave back the Sinai to Egypt. Yep. Um, for peace. Yeah, for peace. Which the Palestinians do not want to make. Like, if the Palestinians tomorrow, if they said, you know what, guys, we give up 
everything. All we want is sovereignty in our cities. And we put down our arms. Here's here's our weapons. Let's just live in peace. Probably they'll, they'll get they'll get a lot of benefits. We know this because Israel has proposed countless uh, uh, you know uh, plans, peace plans where you know significant amounts of land were given back to the Palestinians, even though we have no we have no obligation or responsibility to do that because these lands were conquered in defensive wars. There have been countless plans to uh, give them back. Um, and the Palestinians have flatly rejected all of them. We have unanimous. We have one-sidedly uh, um, uh, g- uh, gone out of Gaza. Yeah. Meaning, w- we didn't even wait for the Gazans to say, "Hey, get out of here." They they basically uh, drove us out with terrorist uh, terrorist. But attacks. then they formed the peaceful nation of Gaza yeah. and. Uh... And so we we actually said, you know what, Gaza's not even worth it. We're getting out of here on our own, and they formed it exactly. The <laughs> Gaza Strip, and Hamas took over. And, and regarding them living like animals, so uh, FYI, uh, Gaza has an, a border with Egypt. So yeah, so they can just sort their shit with Egypt and get an open border exactly. for them to utilize. Um, but let's. It, it's interesting. You should ask yourselves why the Egyptians are uh, so fierce against their uh, fellow Arabs yeah. and wouldn't let them uh, go. Especially use... since Yasser Arafat was an Egyptian himself. You would what do you think... mean? He's a Palestinian. Yeah, yeah. Yasser um, Arafat was born in Egypt to an Egyptian. You would think that they would, uh, they would have some kind of you know yeah. feelings for them. Anyway, anyway I... guys, send us emails. We, we love yes. to read your, your, we really your do. inputs. Um, so two funny things to uh, to end the show with. Yes. First of all, Elon, our Elon favorite. Musk. How is it? It's so sad he's not a Jew, right? Yeah. He should have been one of us. <laughs> how are you not maybe, a Jew, maybe Elon? Maybe he is. Maybe he is. We you should think do he, some... he's, a, he's a listener? Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I, I would be very surprised if he wasn't. Um, also, we should have an investigative reporting mm-hmm. uh, um, department yeah. for the Two Nice Jewish Boy, and their whole job should be finding out that prominent, intelligent people are Jewish. Like yeah. they, that should be their, right? It's like not you know uncovering crime or no. organized crime or no. anything like that or government corruption. No. They should be, We should dedicate enormous sums of money yeah. to have investigative reporters uncover that certain people who are prominent and intelligent and successful are Jewish. Right. There is a website, Jew, Jew or not Jew. But but yeah. yeah. But it should be like a, it should be a thing. An operation, yeah. Two nice so Jewish boys investigative reporting. So what what Elon did this time? Um so Elon Musk, uh apparently the uh, world two percent of Elon Musk's there's this is a this is a headline in CNN Business two two percent of Elon Musk's wealth could solve world hunger says director of UN food scarcity organization um yeah I don't know <laughs> and uh, Dr Ellie David uh, tweeted fact check two percent of Elon Musk's wealth is six billion dollars in 2020 the UN uh, World Food Program WFP raised 8.4 billion how come it didn't solve world hunger and elon uh, replied Eitan? yeah if if the world uh 
WFP can describe, the World Food Program can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger. I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. And then he added the caveat, but it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. <laughs> He's serious. Like, if you, they could do that, he would actually... By the way, someone, uh, if you can find this tweet, uh, this, this thread, someone actually from the WFP replied to that um saying essentially uh no uh, the the quote like the the headline is is not accurate but wfp like but that some would help doing one two three four <laughs> now they're trying to walk it back no yeah, no, no, yeah, no yeah. we didn't say it would solve it we said it'd help are you yeah, still willing yeah, to yeah. give us six billion yeah uh go screw yourselves <laughs> can you find it or you want to move on um Let's you know on. what would help world hunger what More fossil fuels. More McDonald's. Uh... More fossil fuels, more McDonald's, <laughs> more corporations. Honestly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. not even a joke. <laughs> That would help solve world hunger. But, you know, everybody... It did help solve it. Like, the world is richer now. Yeah, yeah. And less hungry. No, but what did help, what truly did, by the way, world hunger is, like, at record lows... For yeah. all of history, it's ridiculous. There's not nearly as many hungry people today as there were 100 years ago or 200 years ago. And what really changed the face of world hunger is fossil fuels. Right, right, I right. I mean, industrial farming, right? Industrial agriculture is what made, like, food like bread and, and, and other vegetables and potatoes and carbs and stuff like that available to the vast majority of the world. Yeah. Um, so if you're against fossil fuels, you kind of want children to starve to death. Right. Um, okay, anyway, let's move on to the last uh, funny uh, tweet that we found for you guys. Ethan, you want to read it? By yes. By Jesse Single. Oh, my God. This is, this is unbelievable. I can't believe it's, <laughs> this is so good. Okay, so Jesse Single. We saved Sing the best for, the la for yeah, last. Jesse Single tweeted. Who is this guy, Jesse Single, I don't know. by the way? So he tweets, the American Medical Association has just released Advancing Health Equity, a guide to language, narrative, and concepts, a strange document that calls for doctors to insert progressive politics into even plain statements of fact. I mean, this is just absolutely unbelievable. It really is kind of the best uh, example of how the left just wants to change reality. They just want to like, they think they can change reality by changing words. It's just impossible, guys. Um, but he attached a photo, table five, contrasting conventional, well-intentioned phrasing with equity-focused language that acknowledges root causes of inequities. So under the uh, conventional column, there's an example. Native Americans have the highest mortality rates in the United States. Revision. Revision. Dispossessed by the government of their land and culture, Native Americans have the highest mortality rates in the United States. Wow. Give me another one. Conventional. Low-income people have the highest level of coronary artery disease in the United States. <laughs> people underpaid and forced into poverty as a result of banking policies, real estate developers, gentrifying neighborhoods, <laughs> and corporations weakening the power of labor movements, among others, have the highest level of coronary artery disease in the United States. 
Wow, that's a mouthful. That <laughs> no, I like it. It's it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Give me another one. Give me another one, please. Factors such as our race, ethnicity, or socioeconomic status should not play a role in our health. Revision? How can that be bad? <laughs> Revision. How, wait, I want to reread this. That- Factors such as race, ethnicity, or socioeconomic status should not play a role in our health. That sounds like no. a great statement. No, no, no. Race is a racist word. You don't use race oh, in a sentence because race right. is racist. Because what if they don't identify as black? Social, okay, the revision, revision. Social injustices, including racism or class exploitation, examples social, ex, for example, social exclusion and marginalization, should be confronted directly so that they do not influence health outcomes. That's not even medical anymore. <laughs> and last one, guys. For too many, prospects for good health are limited by where people live, how much money they make, or discrimination they face. Revision. Decisions by landowners and large corporations increasingly centralizing political and financial power wielded by a few limit prospects for good health and well-being for many groups. Jesus Christ. Thank God we're not doctors. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just (laughs) unbelievable. Too bad for your dad just goes to show with all the academic education in the world you can still be dumb as shit yeah 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 luckily this doesn't apply for chinese uh care practice (laughs) whatever (laughs) they have no problem with race (laughs) affecting health outcomes yeah they're Um, like this is ridiculous Uh, that's my best chinese accent anyway guys uh that is it we we noticed there's a huge peak of uh, downloads in in istanbul so yes if you're in istanbul and you're downloading our episodes please tell us who you are yeah we're dying to know even if you're hezbollah agents that's completely fine as long as you listen and like we respect you just buy a bds tears mug and take a photo and upload it to your twitter Uh, that is it guys yes yes uh, thank you for listening thank uh, you so much tune in this uh, this Before podcast yes. is made in collaboration with israelnationalnews.com Sheva, check them out at israelnationalnews.com it's a great source for news opinion we're up on the website israelnationalnews.com also uh, ajn.timesofisrael.com yes, Australian yes. Jewish News yes um, for the Australian angle on Jewish news mm-hmm. uh, and news uh, around the world, uh, ajn.timesofisrael.com. Last but not least, we accept donations. So head to 2njb.com slash donate. And of course, go to 2njb.com slash merch to buy the coffee mugs and get them before Hanukkah. Thank you very much, guys. Kisses, love, and carbon. Coming right. <laughs> Dioxide. <at you>. Dioxide. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye.